Chapter 1. My Mother For as long as I can remember, my mother was a practicing registered nurse. Throughout my childhood, when I was near my mother, I was constantly surrounded by hypodermic syringes, penicillin tablets, skin ointments, potions for the eyes, adhesive tape, antiseptics, bandages, cotton balls, and a whole host of other nursing-related articles too numerous to mention. Although she was licensed to work in a hospital, a doctor's office, or a nursing home, my mother specialized in at-home private care for the terminally ill. Caring for people who were awaiting their final, inevitable end held a special fascination for my mother. She felt it was somehow her personal destiny to be with the dying in their final days. She was very proud of those cases in which she had helped care for, counsel, and prepare patients to meet their deaths as calmly and resignedly as possible. In the late spring in 1949, when I was eight years old, my mother undertook the care of an invalid woman named Miss Mary McDaniel, a gray-haired, bed-ridden woman in her late sixties who had become paralyzed after a stroke several years earlier. Initially, her husband Boone had hired a neighbor woman named Crick to come live in the home and care for his wife. For several years, Crick ran the household, cooked and cleaned, and took care of Miss Mary's medical needs as best she could. In the winter of 1948, however, Miss Mary had a second stroke, and the doctor told her husband that she needed full-time professional nursing care. Boone asked Miss Mary's physician, Dr. James Fordham, if he knew of a good private duty nurse he would recommend. Dr. Fordham said, as a matter of fact, he did, and explained that my mother had just finished a case with an elderly man near Atala, who had died after a terrible bout with pancreatic cancer. Dr. Fordham explained how my mother had provided expert care to the dying man and made his final meeting with his maker as comfortable and as peaceful as possible. The doctor recommended my mother highly. Three days later, my mother, my father, and I drove the 45 miles from our home near Hamilton to the backwoods farming community of Thompson's Bend, Alabama, so that my mother could be interviewed as a possible private duty nurse for Miss Mary McDaniel. When my mother sat down for the interview, Boone and Mary began asking questions about her background. After only ten minutes, they discovered that my grandmother, Gladys Georgia McKinney, and Miss Mary were long-lost third cousins. That made my mother and Miss Mary fourth cousins. In fact, my grandmother, who had grown up with Miss Mary in Thompson's Bend some forty years earlier, had been a bridesmaid at Boone and Mary's wedding in 1912. That clinched it. A family acquaintance was all the reference that Boone and Mary needed. My mother was hired on the spot. In mid-May in 1949, I was near the end of the second grade in grammar school. One Friday afternoon, when I got in from school, my mother called me into the bedroom where she was packing a suitcase. Once I was seated on the bed, my mother explained that she was going to live with the McDaniels. She said that Hilda, a neighbor woman who did our housekeeping, would be helping me get ready for school each day. She reminded me that, as usual, I was responsible for helping my father with the chores, doing my homework, and making sure that my ears were clean each morning before I went to school. She said I would come live with her at the McDaniel farm when school was out for the summer. <laughs>